Oh shit. Welcome to the Out of the Box Podcast. I'm your girl Shakita Speaks to Southern Bell. Listen, this is gonna be a dope episode. We got a special guest in the building. We got my guy, Hamaya Davis, in the building. And you can't forget about my co-host, my brother, Jerome, the man with the plan. Listen, we about to get into this shit. This is how we doing it each and every Thursday. Make sure you guys tune in. Let's go. And we out here. And in a day, we have an amazing special guest. So one of the main things is, is that we got to let you know, Shakita, let's just talk about all the accomplishments that he has done. Come on. Let's all talk right. about it. Listen, you you got, you as a busy man. You're a busy dude. I swear, you're really busy. So, okay. So you were the co-founder of Kazi Magazines. Sure. You also work for Billboards. For sure. And you actually are managed artists too. One of my favorite artists, Young Crazy. Yeah, yeah. And and you got and you got your girl Shan too. Yeah, that's my dog. That's crazy. And just say if you if you don't know who he is, then that means you're not from Virginia. Period. This man's a legend right here. You feel what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. It's it's a little early for that, but yeah. It's not. It's not early. It's not early. early. You know what I'm saying? Because like let's not let's not forget. You work with Timberland. You done things with Pusha mm-hmm. T. You feel what I'm saying? Those are legends. They respect who you are. Like every time when I basically go out somewhere, they always talk about you. You know, I'm like, yo, you know what I'm saying? That guy's that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like he can get things done. Period. That's what I try to do, man. Try to get things done. That's the name of the game, ain't it? Most definitely. So, I, you know, one of the things is I want my the audience to know who you are. So let's, let's basically go to the top. So we know you from Virginia. Right? For sure. So what part of Virginia you basically grew up in? So I grew up in a city called Woodbridge, Virginia. It's in northern Virginia. Uh, man, it's probably about 30 minutes south of D.C. So everybody that's familiar with Potomac Mills, everybody come down there. That's the outlet mall. I done spent a lot of time in there. Oh, snap <laughs> okay. from Woodbridge. Oh, oh. that's where I'm from, too. Okay, that's why I know I like you, man. Dang. You know what I'm saying? Like, God, I didn't even know that. For sure. Yeah. All right, hold on, hold on. What school you go to? I went to Hilton, but like, I oh, all right, yeah, I that's. I go to See the crazy thing about Garfield though, Garfield's kind of the hood school. He went to a nicer school. You know, he's more educated than I. Oh, Garfield God. had the daycare right in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's crazy. All right. So growing up, you know, in Woodbridge, Virginia and everything like that, did you always inspire to do the things that you're doing now? Like did you like what did you think when you was younger that you was gonna become or do? You know what's crazy? I was always in the media, like entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. So when I was in middle school, I remember I first learned about subliminal messages. Mm-hmm. I remember they used to say it was like a, on Disney, they would have like little stuff like that was underneath, but you had to really Definitely. notice it. And I was so into that. Like I really just loved the idea of like telling a story without it being blatant. So then I just fell in love with the idea of telling a story. My mother's a poet, published poet, so oh, telling dope. the stories has just been what I did my whole life. Ooh, so it was awesome. it just made sense. That's the reason why I went to Bevel is because I wanted to do the international baccalaureate program. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to Hilton, it was because I wanted to do the te- television and production. So yeah, I kind of always had it. I've been I tell people like even though I went to college for it, I feel like I started back in high school because I always been learning television production and stuff like that. Hmm. That's what's up, man. You you make my life story suck. <laughs> I went to Garfield and just yeah, that's it. <laughs> All my homies that uh, went there, like a lot of my homies played football at Garfield. So like, I used to go to y'all games for. I wasn't even really going to my games. I was going to Garfield games. But when I played basketball, like obviously I had to go to those games. But I still was wishing I was over there though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't. You don't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you good. So. I'm glad that you mentioned that, you know, the college part. Mm-hmm. So, what college did you go to? So, I went to Old Dominion University. Okay. Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. And then, uh, I did my post-grad at Liberty. But I did that online, though. So, I can't really rep it too hard. 
Oh, yeah, you definitely can. <laughs> online, what? I didn't know online. Shoot, period. Co- yeah. <laughs> we ain't even finished. <laughs> no, my community college plaque is on the wall. I don't even care. Oh, <laughs> well, I ain't finished neither. <laughs> nah, for sure. I, it's all love for community college. I probably would have saved a lot of Well, my mama <laughs> would have saved a lot of money <laughs> if she would have did community college for the first couple of years. But I'm super happy that I was able to get that four-year experience. I think the most that I learned in college was outside mm-hmm. the classroom. I felt like I learned so much about relationships, you know. I, I'm basically like a professional like relationship builder. So I have mm-hmm. to be able to talk to people, communicate with people from all walks of life. So I feel like without college I wouldn't have been able to do that as well as I do now. Not most definitely. So in when you was in college and everything like that, you know, to me, like in my field and everything like that, that's on my start. You know, that's how me and Sakita met through VCU. Absolutely, yeah. We went to school and everything like that and uh spent a lot of time there too. Oh, the BCU, <laughs> I bet you did. Yeah, I, I spent like 10, 20, um, 10, 12 years in BCU. Oh, man. Yeah, never graduated though. It sucks though. You know what I'm saying? That's never graduated. You but more rammed than a lot of them. <laughs> so the craziest thing is, is that you know, I want to ask you like. In school, that's like a, a pivotal point when it comes to young entrepreneurs because at the end of the day, you know, they basically are learning about themselves. They're learning about, you know, how to move outside. Because I tell people to me, when it, college is not really – I think college is, is, is needed, but it's not the, courses, yeah. the courses are not needed. It's the, right. it's the interaction with the other people. That's where, you know, these connections – because you don't know who you're going to meet. You know what I'm saying? Because these people can put you into certain things. So I'm going to ask you is this, like, when it comes to college, how did you basically start doing what you're doing? Like, you know, being a publicist or whatever. Like, what made you was like, you know what? Let me start basically reaching out to people and to network. Like, what made you kind of, like, gave you that bug? Like, you know what? I love this. That's a crazy story. So, uh, you know the show A Different World? Different way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a show, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I fell in love with that show when I was in college. Like, okay. Obviously, it came out way before then. But, uh, you know, I'm a Netflix baby. So, like, I was just there chilling, and I spent the time really watching the show. And there's a character on there named Dwayne Wayne. Mm-hmm. And, like, he mm-hmm. worked at the campus radio station. Yeah. And he made that shit look so cool. So, right. like, I was just like, man. Do we even have a radio station? Because, you know, radio isn't as popular as it was in the time. So I was like, man, let me see if we even have a campus radio station. So my sophomore year, um, I realized that we did have one. So I applied to be the director of public relations. Mm. All I knew was is that I did one intro to public relations class. I didn't really know much about it or what it was or what it really entailed. But I knew that, like, if I could work for the radio station, I could turn it up. So my mm-hmm. first interview, I think it was me and only two other people. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I left the position, they said they had 185 applicants. Wow. <sighs> I know that. You was like, I didn't get it. That's crazy. <laughs> so they said, like, just based on how much I was able to build it up, like mm-hmm. we were selling merch, we was doing events and all that. And, like, it was just off the strength of, like, my first day there, they gave me this binder. In a binder, I lied to you not, it had the program director, the radio person, and the marketing person for every single major label. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hold on, y'all just giving me this? Like, I could just hit up any of these people with this new title that I have and um, the resource of having the event spaces and access to 30,000 kids? Mm. Like, that was done deal. So I literally, my first day, I was setting up events, and my first major event we did a meet and greet with the Alphas on campus uh, with A Boogie. And this is right before his first Oh, wow. Album. Oh, whoa. That's yeah. big. That's major. <laughs> See, this is why we call you legend. Oh, <laughs> so, Period. I remember um, they were filming a title documentary on them. So they had like hella cameras. Mm-hmm. And I remember it wasn't really no cool place for like VIP stuff to park yeah. or whatever. So I just remember telling them there was like this old church uh, down um, next to the football stadium. I was like, all right, y'all park there. And I'm going to walk over, and we're going to walk over to the campus and do the event. And I just remember we walked through the school, and it was me, a boogie, and, like, uh, Don Q was with him, mm. and a, the rest of the high bridge folk. Yeah. And I just remember the cameras, and I just remember walking past all those people that you either seen in lunch or you seen in class or you seen at the gym or at the parties. And they was all, like, looking, and they was just like, 
nah. And it was like, obviously, they wasn't looking at me or worried about me. They was worried about Boogie. Yeah. But then I was like, yo, I just that bro. We was just outside talking. He was asking if we had Chick-fil-A. Like, I realized he, how normal he was. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, celebrities just like us, they got all the same issues. They just got a little bit more acclaim. And they really good at what they do. And they just found out what their purpose was a little bit earlier than most. So once I realized how important it was to treat all of these people like normal people, mm-hmm. it's much easier to build with them. And to this day, like, I still got a solid relationship with his team. Actually, one of his managers has a 703 number. He's from Lake Ridge. It's so mm-hmm. crazy. Oh, that's crazy. Like, super crazy. And, like, I just remember from that day, I was like, cool, this is my calling. Like, I just want to put stuff together. Like, I want to make moments. I want to help people tell their story. And from that, he was able to meet and greet so many people. And I feel like there's a lot of people to this day who are probably A Boogie fans mm-hmm. just because they was able to meet him and interact with him. Yeah. And I just realized how important that was for artists to really like touch their fans and be there, you know. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Mm-hmm. I met Don Q one time. Don Q a real dude, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I fuck with Don Q, bro. That's my man's. Yeah. Um so so I wanna ask you, like, as a college student, mm-hmm. did that make you nervous and scared? Like God like the first time. Yeah. Be honest. No, nah, you know? I'm gonna keep it a stack. <laughs> um not really. I don't know why. It was like a course. Mm-hmm. He had a chain, which now he probably got 10 times crazier chains. Okay. But he still had, like, a big chain. And that was my first time, like, face-to-face and interacting in a, like, professional environment mm-hmm. with a quote-unquote celebrity. And it was like, yo, bro asked me about Chick-fil-A. He talking about, like, the girls on campus. And I'm like, oh, I know Shorty and stuff like that. And yeah. I was like, oh, you a normal dude. And I don't know why. I just took it away. So everybody else that I've met from there, I haven't really had that moment. Outside of, like, this one time I was around Jay-Z where I was just, like, mm. everybody else, I'm just, like, you, you normal. Like, we just kick it. Like, it's cool. <laughs> so, like, let's just work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If we're here to work, like, let's just work. And then yeah. we can build that relationship later. But I feel like people, if you put them on a pedestal at first, they're going to treat you like you beneath them because you already placed yourself there. Most if definitely. You put yourself in a place to where y'all on equal footing, that's how they're going to treat you and respect you. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I definitely agree, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, that's my philosophy. Like, you know, uh, it, it's funny because I feel like our story is kind of somewhat similar. Because mm-hmm. that's how, like, me and Shakita started. Like, definitely. all the stuff that I've done is due to, like, me and her work. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, we've been working for years. How many How many years, Shakita? Man, I feel like we we probably, like, 10 years in at least. Maybe 11. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Killing it. You know what I'm saying? So we was basically doing it for that long period of time. And it was us, you know, there were certain things that, you know, I wouldn't say we were nervous, Mm -hmm. but there was a lot of factors that was in a way that made us a little bit kind of worried, you know? Right. So many situations that would come up, like everything just go wrong. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Car breakdown. You're like Uh, losing the job. You're like, God, everything. (laughs) It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was real crazy. And, and that's the thing. It's like, you no, know, one of the major things is also, too, is like, you have multiple titles. For sure. Right. And it's like, publicist. Manager. Manager. Entrepreneur. Yeah. Consultant. All writer. I feel like titles, um, titles are things that people want to put on you to right. make okay. you familiar. Okay. You know? I believe there's an importance on it. I feel like it's more so for the confidence of whoever is mm. holding that position. But I feel like a person like myself, who's extremely confident in who I am, and has always found um, just love from others or appreciation from others. Right. I never really felt the need to like just fully engulf myself in whatever I do for mm. a career. I can right. do it my hardest, but at the end of the day, I've been through so much real stuff and I didn't experience so much real stuff to where I understand that there's a life outside of anything that you do for work. Right. I just make sure anything I'm doing, I'm okay. just putting creatives first and the people that I'm around, I'm just trying to put them in the best position to win. Whether it be some, so, so look at this, like speaking of like, you got all these titles, right? One of the things that I want to know is like, how do you juggle all of that? Like you got <laughs> mad titles, like, that's a lot of pressure. I be feeling like I'm mad busy, but with you having all these titles, I just want to know, like, how do you manage, like, your day-to-day? Priorities. Priorities is, like, the name of the game, and it's something that you have to learn. 
And it doesn't, it's not quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fact. Mm-hmm. I think um, I had to tell myself in life, all right, who are you? Like When you look in the mirror, what are you? What do you see first? What do you tell yourself first? Mm-hmm. Every morning when I wake up, um, usually it's next to my amazing girlfriend. So that's what I am first. I'm okay. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> look at that. All right. Get the plug. Get the plug. You ladies, if you was wondering, ladies, if you was wondering, he just answered it. So that. <laughs> But also, um, I just everybody who I get my energy from. I'm I'm not someone who um, gets excited from like quote unquote cloud or mm-hmm. like um, just like I don't get a rush out of like accomplishments. I get a rush out of making the people that care about me the most proud because that's what drives me to do stuff. I feel Amen. like I've been living a dream my whole life. And when I say that, it sounds like I'm bragging, but people forget that nightmares are dreams, too. I've had a lot of terrible things. Happen. Absolutely. You got the quotables. <laughs> we say that all the time. Like, we was just speaking on it. I was like, one of the dopest things I feel like our artists has said was, you know, are you familiar with Chas French? Yeah, so you know his album that that first EP that he dropped, yeah, Struggle yeah. That Made Us. I said that's some real ass shit. Yeah. It's a struggle that make us. At the end of the day, we go through so many trials, but those trials is what actually gets us through. You know what I mean? They push us to be better and to do better. So For yeah, sure. I agree. I think I've I've been blessed to see people and experience people in my life that have been through um, yeah. like really tough things and mm-hmm. make it to places they never thought they was going to make it to. And all growing up, everybody in my family always kind of treated me like a golden child. So, like, now any praise that I get, it's like I'm accustomed to it. And it's a right. blessing to still be able to be praised for the things that you do. But at the end of the day, I have I know that I have a bigger purpose. And, like, as long as I'm continuing to push the people around me, then I'm always going to be happy and I'm always going to be fulfilled. Dope, 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 dope. dope. You know, because that's basically like how Kanye West is. You know, saying his mom was instill, Mm -hmm. you know, confidence into him. Because like the one thing that other people don't understand, like, is an artist, right? Mm -hmm. Not even just an artist, just anybody. Confidence can sell anything. Period. You can be the shittiest rapper. And you have confidence, you're like, they never they're really good. (laughs) That's on fire, bro. You You go back to listen to the lyrics, you like ass. (laughs) <laughs> like it's like someone said something with a, a future song, right? When he did la di da di da 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 da, I'm like, that song hard, dog. I'm in the club and he played that. I was like, yo, that's really rock. But if you you look back and you think about it, like yeah. that shit ain't really like what? what the fuck. Like my nigga, like what were you doing when you did that? Like I just don't get it. Like I don't even know what you was thinking about. Yeah, crazy. It, it, it's, a, it's a crazy situation, you know. I'm a, but in the day, like. I want to know when it comes to you, like, what was the situation that basically made you feel like, you know what, I don't want to do all this. It's too much, you know, because, like, mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur is the most hardest thing. It's tough. It is. I said some tears. I ain't going to lie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I said a little bit of tears. You know, that's how I did. You said a little tears. Ain't nothing wrong with that, for sure. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel yeah, good. All right. Okay. Yeah, this is right. men talk right here. That's what I'm talking Real about. Talk, yeah, sometimes you're going to cry, man. Sometimes you, because, like, like, what I do, I, I exude, like, emotion, right? Mm. And I have to draw that from others. So, right. like, I have to be. Emotional, like yeah. naturally, I was raised by a woman who's extremely emotional, extremely passionate. Mm. So, like, of course, mm. I'm gonna be like that. But with that, you are also compassionate, so you can take on things from others, and like sometimes just listening to people, you can take away their stress. And sometimes, as a, especially as a manager of any creative, mm-hmm. mm. you gotta be there to build their confidence. Sometimes, sometimes they lose it. I done seen the, my, some of my favorite artists ever get to points where they like, I'm done or I ain't really rocking with it. And yeah. it's like, bro or, bro or ma'am or whoever, sis, like, you can't stop. Because if you stop, I, like, you you speak into such a broad base, like, they need right. me. And I feel like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like a lot of people need me, but the people that do are so important to me that, like, I got to keep going. 
Right. Listen, speaking on you being a manager, right, it's a lot of people that want to get into like the music industry. You know what I mean? A lot of people that want to be managers. So I've actually had people. Right. (laughs) No, but listen, one thing that we want to do here at this podcast is we want to make this as a safe place where people can come and they can get knowledge, you know, at the end of the day about the industry. So for those people out there that are interested in becoming a manager in the entertainment industry, can you tell them what are some of like their duties and their job? Because a lot of people get it twisted. They don't really know exactly what a manager do. They just think they know. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, man, first, I don't even say first because a number of things. You got to be a motivational speaker. You got to be a therapist. <laughs> you got to be a um, like a babysitter sometimes. But for the most part, you just got to be there and you got to have whoever you working with best interest in mind. You almost have to care about somebody's art more than they care about it. And if you care about somebody's art more than you care about it, like that's that's lets you know that you should manage them. Fact. Like mm-hmm. how they talk about with love, right? They say like when you're really in love, you know it's because you want more for somebody than they want for themselves. Mm. And I feel like if you want to manage an artist, you gotta love them. I love what they do. Mm-hmm. You were speaking facts. <laughs> I want to just like if this is a church, I'll be the man with the tambourine. Like preach, mm-hmm. <laughs> preach. Yeah. But I want to get like a little bit also like a little bit more like technical about things too. Like what kind of like, um, what is like your day to day? Are you like doing booking appointments? Like you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Bookings? Like what are, what are like the actual like task of a manager? You for know, sure. I can definitely give you a good day to day. So like, let's say today, for okay. example, I think today is a great example of what a normal day for a manager would be. Um, we mm-hmm. had a label meeting with. Um, an amazing label you know it was great it was a okay. great meeting but that meeting was at one o'clock hmm. so okay say i woke up at seven eight eight o'clock i'm online researching numbers making sure we have everything prepped for it okay um nine o'clock you check on your other artists or whatever else you gotta figure <laughs> right. out right um you check all your dms and your emails for inquiries for future things coming up making sure to calculate um not the calculator but the calendar is straight mm-hmm. um man <laughs> <laughs> then you call artists okay <laughs> and say hey is your ass up yeah remember <laughs> we got this going on <laughs> have you ate is your chain clean or mm-hmm. you know is um like you got clean clothes to do this like you mm-hmm. know, sometimes artists don't know you have to kind of build the importance of stuff so okay you need to let them know like hey i know normally the calls like you don't need to have your face in it or whatever but this is maybe more important like you can say like on a call with just an a and r you don't really got to be mm-hmm. all that but hey bro the vp of the labels on this call maybe you mm-hmm. know, be somewhere settled instead of in the car or whatever because Perception is everything. I right. Think if people know that you care about what's going on, okay, they take you a lot more seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially with rappers, there's a they have a very low bar for what they expect out of you. Mm-hmm. So I feel mm-hmm. like if you do anything above that, like you are already ahead of a lot of people, and you right? Yourself apart. So yeah, calling that artist prior, prepping them for the interview mm-hmm. or whatever the talk is, do the call. And then after the call, calling them, kind of debriefing. Right. Explain the next steps after that. And then right back to that same ground. That's crazy. It's funny that you bring that. I want to know. Like, Uh You don't got to say no names or anything like that, you know. Uh, Do you have some uncoachables? As far as the artists I manage? Or just work with in Just in general, general. like. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not now. I'm blessed to be in a position where I don't have to accept any clients that I don't want to work with. Mm -hmm. Like, so if I'm not passionate about the music, I don't really need any money from you or anything. I don't have to do business with you. I could support you, but just be from afar. But in the past, when I was getting started, (laughs) though, um, I won't say the name, but this artist performed at my freshman year homecoming. Mm-hmm. So fresh out of college, I felt like it was so full circle to do that yeah. PR. And when they reached out, got it done. That was the first, like, big bag, big bag. I got <laughs> <all> the- <laughs> <laughs> And, um, man, uh, 
for lack of better words, the artist was a dickhead. Like it just, it <laughs> yeah. was tough because I'm like, bro, I rock with your music. Mm-hmm. I you so talented, but you're so pompous. Like you just you treating me like I'm beneath you. Like you you hire me. You know what I'm saying? Get like back. I didn't reach out to you, and it's like I didn't. That's what I be joking around with. I didn't have shouting matches like with one of my favorite rappers. Like it's yeah. crazy, to me. but. Like it's Crazy. all love. We still cool. Like if I if I see him around, it's it's all love. But I ain't like I ain't inviting him to Thanksgiving or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it though. I feel it though. Like yeah. Like to me, you know, like I I can I can definitely like relate a little bit. You know what I'm saying? As you may not know, I'm a manager as well. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but you know, yeah, that right. Like sometimes it's like um certain celebrities. Not all. You know what I'm saying? Because like a lot of times, you know. Again, like what he said previously, mm-hmm. these rappers or entertainers are human. But there are some that are prima donnas. You know, they think that <laughs> at the end of the day, like, like they run the world. You should basically walk on. I had, mm-hmm. I had someone, I had one person who was like, do you know what my name is? I was like, well, I'm guessing so. I mean, the email that you reached out to me to help you out had your name here. So I'm guessing I know your name. But, you know, to be a dick about it. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you know how many hits I made? Yeah. yeah, don't care about the hits. I'm trying to do my job. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm I'm glad that you're basically speaking about that because right. people don't know what a manager goes to. Because I think at the end of the day, mm-hmm. this is the word I use. And people ask me, what is a manager? I say a glorified babysitter, <laughs> counselor, <laughs> like how you said. We, yeah. we do so much that we do more stuff than anybody. I don't care what it is. You know what I'm saying? Because like. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, this person is dealing with have so much stuff on their plate. You're the person that has to relieve this situation. Like, let me help you with these things. Let me basically put this on. You know, what I'm saying like when it comes to certain, you know, it could be interviews. It could be like you know uh, certain events. Mm-hmm. You basically got to school them on certain situations of why mm-hmm. you know this is important. Like he was saying previously, and I'm loving it because at the end of the day, people that want to jump in and be like, I want to do what you mm-hmm. do. I think that you are the great person. Because the thing is, is that you have multiple things that you do. It's not just one thing. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that you do more than manage is crazy. Like Mm -hmm. another, now getting to that too. Now you're a writer, you know, you write for like a billboard now. (laughs) It's a billboard. Yeah, no big deal. (laughs) Yeah, ain't no big deal though. I wish I could do that. Man, man, nah, writing for billboard is a dream. Like, um, it's crazy. My first story on Billboard was with Currency Dang. and the Alchemist. Wow. So it was crazy because I got on the radar of the editor at Billboard mm-hmm. based on a cover story I did for Currency. So I actually flew all the way to New Orleans and spent a weekend with him and, like, seen a video shoot and, like, we had dinner. And it was so surreal to me because, right. like, my aim on Twitter like when I was in high school it was like Jet Life of my wow. I ain't even smoking nothing it was just I just resonated with his music I thought mm-hmm. he was so dope so for us to kind of fast forward to now have done a cover story with um, a magazine that I helped co-found and then fast forward to do one of his first sto- no I think it was his first feature ever with Billboard it was like crazy to me cause I okay was, you know I'm a part of history for him all right, and you're speaking on Kazi right now, right? Yes. So okay. We did the cover story with Kazi, and then after that, we did one with Bill. Dope. Yeah. All right, listen, I want to get into Kazi, okay? So, yeah, let's speak on that a little bit inside and understand that you are the co founder of Kazi. How did that whole magazine just come about? Like, what was the inspiration mm-hmm. behind it? How you get started with Man. that? So, Kazi <clears throat> is named after a gentleman named Kazi. Okay. He's like a ghost for real. Like he exists, but okay. not in real life. Like in person. Right, that's dope. You know, he he's super incognito. And mm-hmm. um one day he just kinda reached out to me, had like this real like bare interface mm-hmm. on the site. And he was just kinda like he would hate if I told people this, but like copy and paste <laughs> and like articles from other sites and then just trying to like build up something on this joint. And he was like, Yo, I rock with your writing. I feel like you should write for this site and like we really want to build it up and I want you to be like the face and <laughs> he was kind of like selling dreams but you know I I know the deal so yeah. I was like yeah cool let's do it and he was just like yo I feel like you can be like one of the most popular art um like writers and interviewers if you just keep rocking so like fast forward 
He was right. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, we, man, I didn't interview G Herbo, Queen mm. Asia. Did uh, you do Dirk too? You did look Dirk. So I've I've interviewed with Dirk the whole OTF. Okay. Um, and it's crazy because one of the biggest Whoa. stories yeah, was the King Von story. Okay. That we did, um, you know, right before his untimely passing. I had an interview scheduled with him the night before he passed away. So, um, obviously not right after, but sometime yeah. after with his team at Audible Trees, his PR team. We just spoke about some ideas of how we could, like, memorialize him and like, right. really pay our respects. And I told him I thought it would be dope if we still did the cover. Absolutely. And then we just found a, a really good picture of him and, like, put wings on it and, like, really make it a thing. And then just yeah. interview the whole OTF about it because they had a joint album coming out. Right. That joint went crazy on the Instagram. Um, that joint went crazy, bro. <laughs> it went yeah. crazy. Definitely. Rest in peace, King Von. Like, a real one. And his whole team is just full of real ones. And when um, I met up with Dirk at the concert, he had a concert in D.C. Mm-hmm. And, like, his cameraman is one of my homies, Joe Moore. But it wasn't hey. even Joe. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> with Joe. Joe Good Peoples. But it wasn't even Joe that set it up. It was, like, with his PR team. And, like, I was carrying around this big old, you know, the frame. Yeah. Or whatever. And then his um, tour manager came out, gave me the fast, and we walked upstairs. And then you go in this locker room. Of course, like 150 people wow. there. Yeah. And then he take you to the back. And uh, his manager, Ola, shout out, oh, super solid dude. He was like, hey, Dirk, come here, bro. Come over. And he was just like, he was like, this is it. I was like, yeah. He was like, boy, this is hard. Mm-hmm. And he was just looking. You could tell. You know how people like joke about him looking mm-hmm. stunned all the time. Right. <laughs> but like, he really looked stunned. <laughs> and like, he was just looking at it. He was like, this is cold. Like, he was like, it's cold. You could tell it was like right before he was about to go on. So, like, mm-hmm. he had a lot going on. He was just looking at it. And then he was like, I can have this. I was like, yeah, come on. And then he held it. We took the picture with it. And, like, I just remember leaving out the room. My uh, baby girl was with me. And she was like, she was like, that's kind of cool, huh? <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. And, like, I was like, I was trying to be cool about it. But I was like, yeah, that's like Dirk was hard, you know, the hottest artist in the game right, right. now. He's not, you know, him and Baby, right? Interchangeable. So Absolutely. for him to put that stamp on it with the outlet that, you know, we done put some blood, sweat, and tears mm-hmm. in. I ain't made no money off of at that time. And like, because we were building towards something. So right. when that post went up, crazy, like mm-hmm. out of here. Because the original Vaughn one went crazy. But when I took that picture with Dirk, it was out of here. Like, I was getting DMs from. A lot of my favorite artists, a lot of my favorite, like, mm-hmm. just people in the industry yeah. and to do stuff. And, like, from there, I was like, all right, cool. Everything after this is just, it can't be no misstep. Like, you can't really lack after you do something that big. So That's crazy. You know, fast forward now, I'm on Billboard writing for them and doing some stories with them. And it's okay. crazy. Like, I don't know. We did Coyle Ray right before her album dropped. Uh, I just did Sunny Digital, DJ Drama, and Don Cannon, like. It's craziness. Like exactly. every day, like I just look at my email, I I do something, and it's like <laughs> my girlfriend's joke is, "Let me know when it's Beyonce." Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> Period. She she just seeing she's seeing the success, so she knows it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, she, right. Happen. She just on some stuff where it's like I can't like I can't tell you on Friday every minute because it just seems like every day is something new. Right. And like. It's just dope. It's a blessing every day. Like every time I do something Fact. for you to be able to tell stories about, you know, artists that you revere and you really love to do it, it's, it just means the world for sure. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw in the Sunny Digital. Shout out to Maestro. You know, that's my man. Right? Man, that's what's up. You know, we, we, we came up in the trenches together. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. Yeah, I think I, Maestro I was my first interview ever, right? Yeah, first yeah, interview. He was like my first interview. Interview ever yeah. Dope We still cool to this day That's my Man, homie One of the most solid people I ever met in my life mm-hmm. Most definitely So Now the next question I want to ask you Right And this is my God too You know He's formerly known As what people call him In the industry Is Coach Q <laughs> <laughs> Alright Speak you know, on it Into his friends Quinnell Did I say right Quinnell right Yeah yeah That's his yeah. name for sure mm-hmm. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, that guy, that he really a legend, for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? That's a legend. I can stamp that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, the things that he will tell you, like, what? Mm I am stupid. How do you know this? (laughs) 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 So, yeah, I want to know how the job basically uh, linked up. Like, how the job basically start working? Man, Q is like my real brother. Like, that's like my, 
I don't even think blood can make us closer. Like he's such a solid individual. Mm-hmm. So when I was in college, <laughs> this is a crazy story. When I was in college, I used to drive this pickup truck. Uh, it was my grandfather's before he passed away. Mm-hmm. It was like a 2000 GMC Sonoma or something like that, right? Wow. So I drove, I only say that to say I drove that truck from Norfolk, Virginia to like Silver Spring, Maryland one day. <laughs> there and back. Sheesh, were you scared? Were was, you scared? I was, in, yeah, I, I wasn't normally, I was pushing that joint, but not that far. <laughs> like six hours in a day and back was kind of crazy. But, um, I drove up there to meet with him for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm. I left and he was like, he called me the next day. Hey bro, what's up, man? I know we didn't really get to talk yesterday because Anytime you go out with Q, if you ever see him, it's a hundred. It's like a line of people. Like it's like a deli, like yeah. Yeah. taking a number, trying to chat with him or whatever. Because he never out. Yeah. So, man, he called me. He's like, "Yo, what's up? Let's grab lunch or something." You know, he didn't really talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I had to work." I was like, "I'm back in Norfolk." He was like, "Ain't no way you drove up here and then went right back to Norfolk." I was like, "Yeah, I was, mm-hmm. like, I was just trying to connect with you." Mm-hmm. He was like, "Oh man," I was like, "I owe you, man. Let's definitely get on the phone tomorrow and like really chop it up." Right. on the phone for like two hours and a half. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you got it. He was like, it's a lot of things that, you know, you want to teach people. He was like, you just got most of it. And mm-hmm. he was like, we got a line vision. He was like, we're going to work. He was like, once you finish school, just let me know. Mm-hmm. Man, That's I finished fire. school. I came up there and he really just taught me the ropes and he introduced me to this guy. I don't even want to put his name out, <laughs> but he's my dog. Like, he's an amazing guy. Yeah. But I only don't want to put his name out because I'm sure he wouldn't want people to know this. Not facts, I know. But he. We're uh, going to call him Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> so, Q connected me with Bob. Bob was, uh, what, he's still well respected in the industry. Bob gave me a job helping him, like, ghostwrite stuff. Mm-hmm. I was probably doing, like, 15 to 20 articles a day. He was giving Crazy. me $100 every two weeks. Mm. And sometimes he was late for real. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you got to think, $100 every two weeks. Yeah, that like, was like nothing. That was like haircut money. Like <laughs> That was it for real. That's I couldn't crazy. even leave a tip. Like yeah. just a haircut. And like he told me though, he was like, bro, if you do this, the relationships you're going to get from this, you set. And I done made so much money with all the people that I met doing that with him. Yeah. That it made sense. But that that's not for the week though. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. You, can't, you can't live off that. Like a mm-hmm. lot of the stuff that I was doing, it took me probably like three it probably took me like three years of really like working in music to like mm-hmm. make money from music. That's and that's another thing. I feel like a lot of people don't know that don't know that. They don't realize that. Like when you first get into this game, it's so much shit that me and Jerome did for free. Like coming up, like just on free, just because we knew that it was going to get us into bigger and better places. Like, you know what I mean? And sometimes people don't be like ready for that type of lifestyle. You know, they don't realize how much like effort you got to really put into it. It's a struggle. I think sacrifices. Sometimes I don't think people realize you almost like paying. Right. (laughs) It's like not a paying internship. It's like a paying internship. Yeah, (laughs) it is. I didn't slept on I didn't slept on stroke couch before going down to Atlanta and just mm-hmm. wanting to build our relationships. I done man, you ever like trying to build relationships, you buy a round of drinks for the people at the club <laughs> and then it's like Facts. damn, I had a hundred and seventy two dollars in my account. Now I got forty two and I don't get paid until Dead ass. I done ate so many faux for foes. Well, I mean, all that yeah. just pushing because you're going out to all these events and you're trying to make a name for yourself, and or you just doing stuff to leave it, you know, a mark on people. Right. Mm-hmm. Easy is obviously it's just, hey, yo, you want a shot? Uh, you know, I done bought so many DJs a shot or sent up on now, probably upgraded a little bit to buying a bottle for them or something like that, depending yeah. on the spot. And like, it's all just relationship building. You're mm-hmm. doing that and you can't even expect nothing back. Right then and there. It's just right. like building your social currency for real to be like, all right, there's going to be a time I'm going to need you. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to have to bring it up. You're going to remember. Be like, oh, yeah, come on. No question. It's done. Facts. And it's great. I want to ask you this question, right? Since you brought that up. What's more important, connections or money? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what you're trying to do. But for the most part, if you got the right connections, you don't really need money. 
That's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. You the know? money you gonna can, come. Yeah, or you can get money from the connections. If you let them know what you're really trying to do, they're they gonna take care of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I tell for my if I got a $10,000 play on the floor, but I need 1000 to get it ready. That's a fact. Somebody gonna get you straight, you know what I'm saying? Somebody gonna put the 1000 in your pocket so you can get that rest and y'all break down the nine. This is how it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. Though. You know, I, I definitely do believe that. You know, when it comes to the connections and everything like that, that's going to put you in the door, you know, put you in certain places. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Because, like, uh, without connections, I wouldn't basically, you know, got anything that I've gotten or to be able to, like, do anything that people may see me, like, go to different countries. I basically mm-hmm. travel around the world just because of connections. You know what I'm saying? And I basically made good money doing it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Just like yourself. You know, so I mean, at the end of the day, that yeah, you were doing like a fantastic job, bro. Like, you know, that's the crazy thing. And like, and other African Americans, you know, what I'm saying like you're proving to them that this is mm-hmm. this is basically can happen because you look like this, right? Mm-hmm. You know, from where you at Woodbridge, we don't really got no one like you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ain't that many people? You know what I mean? Not that I know of. Really. Yeah, like not that I know of, right? Well, <laughs> African Americans I know, you know, sure. yeah. but you know what I'm saying? So it's like. You doing it, you know. Most of the people in Virginia that we see really doing it is like Virginia Beach. Um, I can't even think of any other part of Virginia for real, for real. But I know Virginia Beach. You know they got Pharrell, Timberland, they got yeah, all the other people. Right. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like down here in Northern Virginia, we don't really have that for real, for real. We don't really have no one we can like. That's an, like we don't have no really big artists, or we can be like, yo, you know, this person came from here, or no, basically, uh, no. Writer or big publicist right. came from here that I can think of. You know what I'm saying? But I think that you are bringing that too. Like mm-hmm. you are bringing it to Virginia. Like you know what I'm saying? Everything that you do, like Billboard, is not no slouch shit at all. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like it's crazy. You breaking crazy. barriers. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I definitely appreciate that. I think like I don't ever underestimate myself, but I think sometimes until you have to kind of really test your power, you forget how much you really what you really capable of, you know, like somebody would be like, yo, bro, uh, I'm trying to get this feature from X, Y, and Z artists. Mm-hmm. How much you think it'll be? And for me to be able to just send a text and get the answer right back or make yeah. a call and get That's that answer, dope. it kind of throw you off. You're like, hold on. I was just talking to the VP of Rock Nation real quick. Right. Like mm-hmm. I just called him like while I was eating, I didn't have to text him or set up a meeting. I was just, you know, stuff like that. Just yeah. simple stuff. And you remember like, hold on, there's nobody really around me that can do that. Like, it's it's on me to make sure that I'm not taking that um, access for granted. Right. Look, this is one of my things I always wonder, um, just from people, just from coming from Virginia. So you, we look at New York. We look at Chicago. We look at Atlanta. Like, they got some, they got some playmakers out there, period. Sure. Now, it's, when it comes to Virginia, it's like... To me, I feel like Virginia is up and coming. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Virginia has so much to offer. Like, we got so much talent when it comes to Virginia. Like, how do you feel about, the, like, the music scene in Virginia and the direction that we're going? Do you feel like we can eventually be, like, one of those, like, playmaking cities like Chicago, New York? I don't even think it's an if. It's just a win for real. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't even like that narrative of, like, oh, we just got a team together. I think because mm-hmm. there are artists who have made it out. There's extremely talented artists that a lot of people don't even know. Like you got somebody like Stay Solid Rocky, who is like multiple times platinum, has a right. record with Lil Uzi Vert. He's from like Richmond area. You got mm-hmm. well, I don't want to blow up nobody's spot, but there's a lot of artists who are like signed to major labels who probably haven't been announced yet, but they're moving as if they're indie. And like because okay. of my position, I know that they signed the places in. It's it's crazy. Like when they do finally announce it, it's gonna be awesome. And I think also just mm-hmm. being able to be stamped by like uh, either whether it be me or inadvertently like a company I work for be stamped by like legends like a Timberland, like a Pharrell, like right. a and like even the younger legends. It's like you gotta you gotta realize like we have a lot to offer. Indeed, and I think. You know, something like what Pharrell is doing with something in the water is to show like, hey, we have this access now mm-hmm. and this is what we can do. We can bring Look, people to where we at. Right. Indeed. Listen, I don't mean to cut you off, but like speaking of something in the water, right? 
it was one of the craziest things to come to Virginia. Like, how do you personally feel like it being in D.C. now versus Virginia? Um, I think the reason why he moved is honorable. Yeah, fact. Okay. It is tough, though. But I feel like for him, there wasn't really any other place in Virginia. Really? Where he could have did it. You don't think Richmond? Where? Uh, I see. Like, they always have, like, a little ton of stuff, like, in Richmond. You know what I mean? Like, I've they seen, have, like, their little festivals and stuff I've seen that the they do. Ways, like they uh-huh. Ran. But you got to think, some of the water was, like, on the ocean front. Like, right. Like, all the way down. Like, festivals be having, like, 30 mm-hmm. to 50,000 people a, a okay. day per day. Like, there's a lot to account for as far as, like, mm-hmm. room and board. And then there's also a lot to account for as far as just, like, the city has to be on board. Okay. Him, I feel like okay. he only had a personal tie to that Virginia Beach area. That's he dope. doesn't really have a personal tie to Richmond. To Richmond, all so these other places, like, yeah. Obviously, you just do it the closest place that has the resources that you would need. And I think that's why D.C. made sense. That's good. That's good. Because I always wonder that because I know a lot of people was upset when they first went to D.C. and they didn't understand it. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, I mean, like... I've seen artists to where, like, they could save 100 cats from a burning building. Mm-hmm. And people would be like, oh, but you missed the dog. Shit. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, what do you want me to do? Like, you know what I'm saying? I can right. only do but so much. And I feel right. like some people are just, unless things go their way, they're not really happy with it. Or if it's not as convenient to them, they're not really happy with it. But you kind of have to just go with um, the majority, you know, or what can help the most people. And I feel like him... He had two decisions, never do it again or move it to the closest, you know, area that had the possible resources to make it happen. Word. Okay. I definitely do. I mean, I definitely understand that. You know, I think it was unfortunate what happened in Virginia Beach mm-hmm. when it came to his uh, nephew, correct? Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah unfortunate. Right the there. nephew or cousin, I don't want to um, yeah, speak well, no. on, but it's yeah. definitely, rest in peace, Donovan Lynch. And yeah. mm-hmm. it's still tough that they still haven't found a way to, you know, remedy that situation as best as possible. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, I mean, for all people, you know what I'm saying? We're African-Americans in general. They should have definitely handled that. But I'm like, out of all people, Pharrell, you know, mm-hmm. Pharrell, don't get me wrong. We have Missy, Timberland, all that. But Pharrell, Pharrell is someone that they should definitely do whatever they want, you know, whatever for. You know what I'm saying? Because Pharrell, he put us on the map. He you know gave like, back so much. I'm not not gonna knock Timberland or whatever, but Pharrell, Pharrell got Jay Z. We like when I left you for Virginia, didn't want to offend you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> even though he would come down here, but Pharrell, you know what I'm saying? Because at one point, you know what I'm saying? Even Jay Z has said of himself, so I'm not making no secrets. One time, Jay Z career wasn't really doing like he like wasn't really he was kind of falling down. But Pharrell right. gave him his beat. I'm a hustler, baby. No, 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 no. You know that song, right? And Jay Z was like, "This joint slap." Right. When that joint came, that joint went up on the billboards, crazy. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And I think a lot of people just like sleep on like Virginia. Virginia, we have like a lot of talent, but you know, but Pharrell is like to me, you know, that's like someone I definitely do look up to. I never met the man, you know what I'm saying? Because like, I felt like everything that I do, you know what I'm saying, is because of him. You know what I'm saying? Like some people look up Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Look at all these like Jay-Z or whatever But Pharrell to me is like Because like You can tell from his aura You know he's a good person And he's mm-hmm. He wants to do the right thing And I, and the fact that you still stay here Like when it comes to like Pusha T and everything like that mm-hmm. Y'all still friends And I'm gonna still help you I'm gonna still work on your album I think that's right. fire You know what I'm saying So I would I love to be that kind of person And right. never forget on my people You know what I'm saying Yeah and, and you know the craziest thing is like these people respect you. You you basically probably work with they probably work with Pharrell as well, right? I haven't worked with Pharrell yet. Um, as far as with I Bishop. like that yet. Yeah. <laughs> but you yeah, did Timberland though. That. I have worked with Timberland uh, on a couple of things, and it's crazy. I I used to intern at his studio like a long time mm. ago. Wow. When I was in Norfolk. I, I think he was he wasn't there as often, but his uh, one of his right hand man's. Uh, Larry Live was managing the studio at the time, and I learned a lot from him. And uh, mm-hmm. Peoples, um we worked with when he started Airwave with Q. I was doing a lot of work with them. So, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, to, to have people of that ilk, like, be aware of you or, or 
just like ridiculous to me. Like when I ran into Timberland, his first instinct was, oh yeah, man, FaceTime crazy. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there rolling loud, like FaceTiming crazy with Timberland. Like that's not real to me. You know, right. like, I, I, thank God my man's that was a cameraman was with me. Like, if he didn't capture that, I probably would have never believed that that really happened. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yo, I was FaceTiming an artist that I work with, and somebody of Timberland's stature was like, oh, yeah, crazy, my dog. And they talking like they like, like, that's like his nephew or something, man. Like, it's just crazy to me. Like, it's a blessing. Everything is a blessing. I'm I'm just here. Like, I just let God work through me for real. You know, mm-hmm. I want to ask, like, um, what's something new you might be working on? What you basically got, like, planned up right so far that you want to yeah. basically talk about? For sure. Um, on the PR side, I'm working with some very talented, dope artists. Um, it's an artist named Junie who has a heavy, like, Brent Fires co-sign. He just performed at Broccoli City doing press for him. Okay. Uh, okay. He's about to drop an album soon. He got a listening party in L.A. on the 20th. And then on the 23rd, he got one in New York. And then he's going to have one in D.C. coming sometime soon. Okay. So when we was at Broccoli, that's why I was at Broccoli. Yeah. To work with him. Okay. Um, I got tons of interviews coming for Billboard in these next couple months that I'm super-duper excited about. Wow. Um, and obviously, first and foremost, always, the artists that I manage. Definitely. Super excited about Crazy. We got a, a, a dope, 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 dope project coming out with him and we're going to have, like, a lot more support than we have had in the past. Mm. So Dope. I foresee this doing really well. And then Shan, she, like, when I say, like, she's like a baby when it comes to music. Mm-hmm. She's just now getting started. But she has so much dope work coming. And, like, I'm so excited about her growth. So, mm-hmm. man, working with Shan, working with Crazy. and um, Another dope artist out of Detroit named All-Star JR. He's going to have a really cool situation coming. Okay. Drop something. So, and working with him on the PR and kind of consulting in. So, I'm just excited about that. And Most definitely. I'm excited to continue to grow as a person and um, strengthen a lot of the relationships that I have with um, my loved ones and just being more present. I realize that doing what I do, I have to be so accessible. And mm-hmm. I'm just kind of learning my personal boundaries and doing better with that so I can give the people that I care about the support and mm-hmm. attention that they need. Because everybody else gets me, right? And they get, like, mm-hmm. that 100% version of me. And I don't want to give them a drained version of me. I want to yeah. give them 100% of me, too. I like that. Yeah. That's where I talk. That's definitely dope, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think it, it was, uh, what we want to do is basically probably just close out right here. You, mm-hmm. you got any more things you want to basically ask you? Honestly, no. I feel like that's a good closing right there. I feel he said everything that needed to be said. Like, I really appreciate you for being here. Oh, definitely. Happy to have you. Listen, oh, but let's do this. Let everybody know where they can find you at, find your work, find your artists at. Let's put it all out there right now. Yeah, for sure. So uh, on all social media platforms, it's Amad Davis PR, Public Relations at the mm-hmm. end. Uh, if you just do a quick Google of just Amaya Davis, everything else should come up. You can find my journalistic pro- portfolio. Uh, you can see some of the work I've done strictly with Billboard. And then in my bio on all my social media platforms, you'll find a link tree with all, access to all the music that my artists are dropping and everything they have coming up. So I'm not hard to find, <laughs> not hard to get in touch with. So <laughs> if you hit me up and I'll respond, it's because it's just not to waste either of our times. <laughs> <laughs> Period. All right, hey, let's go ahead and close this out real quick. Let's do it. All right, most definitely. All right, let's get it. Hey. Hey. Okay. 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 Make sure you guys tune in each and every Thursday. We dropping a fresh audio on Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Apple Podcast. Make sure you guys get at us. Make sure y'all follow us on our social media. Everything is going to be linked in the bio and linked in our description box as well. So thank you guys for tuning in. And you know where we at with it. I go by the name Shakita Speaks of Southern Bell. Shout out to my brother Jerome in the house. And thank you so much, Amad Davis, for coming through. Thank you. Let's go.